Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SIRS Group Podcast. I'm Barbara. And I'm JC. And today is the day you have all been waiting for. It is the most requested topic. I don't know if that's true. Like, I haven't actually tabulated. But today we are talking about actinos. And do you want to say the full word? I'm going to butcher it if I try. Actinomycetes. That actually sounds really cute. I know it's like the Hermie or the hurts me and the ermy, but mold testing, how we're always like, it sounds so adorable. It's like actinomycetes. They're so <laughs> cute. So cute and yet so deadly. Not really. I, mean, I don't need to. <laughs> They're not actually, guys. We're here to reassure, not make things worse. <laughs> uh, so we were going to lead out this episode by saying like, it's something you can take action on. Like it's a hopeful thing. And Barbara's like, you could die. <laughs> no they're actually not so bad they're not like i think when you dig into what they are um and and by the way let's lead with this if you want to do a true deep dive and we will link this in the show notes um go check out the interview uh with larry schwartz on actinos you could probably do a google search or you, you know youtube search on that and it'll come up uh, it's the better health guide podcast um fantastic interview goes into lots of details. We are going to cover kind of like the the higher level stuff, the more general stuff and actionable steps aspect of it. But um, but very just a great interview. If you have an hour and a half of time, you can definitely speed it up. They do talk slow. So yeah, yeah normally I listen to podcasts at like 1.5 speed and I turned it up to two and I was like, I wish there was a 2.25. Yeah. So it's definitely one you can speed up even with Sir's brain. I, yes. I think. Agreed. But Actinos is a big topic in the SERS community right now. It's recently been discovered that they are probably more impactful in terms of being like a, a biotoxin impacting people's health than mycotoxins. And mycotoxins are what dead mold produce, and that's the biotoxin most people think of when they think of mold illness. Um, but it turns out actinos are likely more impactful in terms of SERS and people's progression of illness. Right. And actinos are basically bacteria and they do grow in water damaged buildings, but they also grow in the soil and the scariest part on yourself and any human. Like humans are actino factories a little bit. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things I took away from that, that podcast we referenced earlier is that there are good and bad actinos. It's like anything in life, right? Like it's it's like penicillin is mold, but it also helps people who maybe have infections. And there are actinos that are bad and there are actinos that are good. So I don't think we should like fear monger or say that actinos are like universally bad or that they're worse than mycotoxins. They're probably more prevalent because they are bacteria and they do travel, but they aren't necessarily like evil or worse they do have like biological functions that we we appreciate as well right and i uh the a big takeaway that i got from that podcast was also it's it's almost like uh the reason that they can get bad for us is that there's just so much of it or mm -hmm. so many of them are they countable i guess so many of them um because of the way homes are in the environment you have the entire environment right so everything is diluted generally when you're out in it as far as actinos are concerned 
Um, but when you're in your home, air can be recycled. If your filters are, you know, like there's, there's so many factors. Um, and then you are spending so much time in there. So you're just like, you're adding to the production of it. If you walk, you know, and have your shoes carry soil that has it in, there's just a lot of ways for your home to basically be a collection place for them. And that's where there's an issue. And so a great way to keep that under control is regular cleanliness and maintenance. Like really at the end of the day, we can get into like actual protocols and all that fun stuff, but, but that's the best way to combat this is to just keep your place clean. Yeah. And that was like the biggest thing from that podcast. I keep saying the biggest thing, but like another great thing from that podcast was that it, this is something you can take action on. It's not like remediating your home where it's like, are you going to have to tear down walls? Like this is something you can manage just through like basic daily practices. And when you're at your sickest, you may need to do, you know, a higher standard of cleaning or more frequent cleaning. Um, but I know personally for myself that I have, I live with a roommate and that roommate goes I don't know where, like, I, I literally do not know where they go, but they go a lot of different places. They have a job where they do a lot of networking. And so I don't know what they're bringing into our home. However, I have noticed that just being by like being a generally clean person and having standard practices of like wiping down major, like walk through places and, you know, doing regular maintenance. Like I cleaned my blinds this weekend. I think just having that attention to detail but also keeping it manageable for myself, I don't notice negative impact from what they're bringing into our home. So it is definitely something that's like, practically, this is a manageable thing that we can take care of. Right. Yeah. And um, some of those things that one can do uh, to kind of minimize Actinos, a huge place that they tend to collect is the bedroom and very specifically the bed. Um, so it is a good idea to change your sheets more often than maybe you already are. Come on now. I mean, how often are you changing your sheets? You could probably do it more, right? Like, I know that's true for me. So so that's one thing you can do. Um, and then also clean drains and sinks. Anywhere where your skin um, cells are, uh, what word am I looking for? Accumulating. Like, Accumulate or like coming off of you. There's mm -hmm. a word for that. Sloughing. Sloughing. I hate that. Sir's word. brain is what's happening right now, apparently. But um, any place where, so like in the shower, shower drains, um, these are places that you want to clean. And depending on how bad the situation may be, you may want to clean daily, which sounds daunting. That does sound exhausting. And I totally get that. So if you can't do daily, try weekly if if that's you know more often than you already are doing just slowly try to increase the uh how often that you're cleaning those places and i think you'll end up hopefully feeling an improvement over time yeah another big thing from that podcast was like get a vacuum with the hepa filter hepa hepa i think it's hepa hepa sounds really wrong hepa filter yeah hepa i most people say hepa right <laughs> because otherwise it's just going to release those actinos back into the air. But if you do have a HEPA filter, it's able to collect those. If you don't have a vacuum with a HEPA filter, um, either do it in a well-ventilated area so that when those dust particles uh, 
disperse that they're not necessarily like just going to your face you they have the opportunity to leave the environment or wear a mask or both um i know that my vacuum doesn't have a help hepa filter and so like typically if i am vacuuming i like to have the doors and windows open just so that dust doesn't just settle on me and back onto the carpet um Another thing that you can do is there is actually special body wash that you can buy. Um, I think it's like antimicrobial. I mean, you can also go maybe the natural route and go tea tree oil, things like that, but um, daily washing of yourself. And I believe they collect like behind the ears, armpits and the groin area. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> fake tan. And so like years ago, I watched this fake tanning video about like the skin prep for it, where you need to exfoliate. And the person said, you need to exfoliate, like you're about to go commit a crime and you don't want to leave DNA at the scene. And like, I just think like, if you, if dead skin is the problem, like, first of all, like just have like good hygiene practices. We should all be like well exfoliated and moisturized. Just make sure that you're not like sloughing those dead skin cells in your environment, make sure they're coming off in the shower. And that, that feels really doable. Yeah. I, and I know, um, I never associated this with, with something that could help a SERS person or person with SERS, I guess is the politically correct way of saying that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but dry brushing could be interesting. I would just be curious to, at what point, you know, would that brush become like a place where you're kind of you know, putting Actinos back on yourself. Like, I don't know how much you can clean those brushes in between. So maybe don't take that advice, but I am curious about the act of dry brushing because that is such a good exfoliation technique. Um, and of course you are, when you dry brush, you are supposed to do it before a shower so that you can wash everything off that was kicked up by the brushing. So I'd be curious if that was something else that uh, people can try to feel better. I find it interesting how like a lot of these SIRS practices, best practices in order to feel better, like a good example would be sunshine to raise MSH. It's like these practices that have historically or ancestrally been incorporated in our daily lives. It's like the further we get away from that, the closer we're getting to SIRS. And even like in the sense of our environment is now full of Actinos, it's because we've manufactured these really false housing structures where maybe if we had things that were like uh, more ancestral. And I was actually talking to someone about this in the, uh, the SIRS group in our group chat. It's like when you think of those historical structures and I think of like Japanese houses, like they're on stilts, they have removable flooring. It just seems like it's more environmentally friendly for SARS people. And I think the closer we can get to the kind of that ancestral state, it's really interesting how it seems to move us further away from SARS. Yeah. And that's such a great um, takeaway and something to think about with the way that we conduct our lives. I think another another thing that that I saw in the SARS group, actually, one of our members uh, uh, was kind of this voice of hope and reason when we were all kind of discussing Actinos. Uh, but she said over 10,000 people have healed on the Shoemaker protocol with efforts focused mostly on mold before any of the Actinos data was available. Mm -hmm. So, so every, you know, we can all keep that in mind. Yes. You know, genie tests are showing almost half of people are actually responding to the bacteria, the, the Actinos rather than the mold. Um, but that said, you know, eradicating the mold and then 
in so doing, cleaning your environment. I think that all goes hand in hand. Um, so I, um, I mean, my takeaway from that is like, don't get too hung up on all of this. These are just th- more levers to pull. Um, if, if you start the protocol and you, you know, you did your ERMI or hurts me to test and you're, um, you know, you're in a clean environment and you're not getting better past a certain point, or maybe you're not getting better at all. This is another lever to pull and try to try to do some major cleaning in your home and see if you start feeling better and see if you continue to improve. It's just something else to look into. Absolutely. And I think we talk about this a lot in the SERS group is like, how can you make your life easier as someone who is living with SERS? And we talk about like a lot of times people ask us, well, where should we live? And that's a really hard question to answer because like there are social benefits to maybe living on the East Coast that I don't experience that other people would. Like maybe your family lives there. Maybe you've had this lifelong dream to live on a beach. Yes, it's going to be harder to live there as someone who has SERS because it's more susceptible to mold. But maybe like the other, you know, wellness parameters in your life make that worth it to you. But in terms of like choosing to live in on easy mode in any way that you can when you have SERS, it's things like having laminate flooring or hardwood flooring or tile flooring instead of carpet, being a minimalist in your decor. Like I'm looking at this freaking tree now, like I'm going to have to dust all those leaves. Like that's insane. Like, is this a choice I want to be making? It's a strong choice. Um, (laughs) But I definitely think there's like decisions you can make because you're informed about Actinos that'll make your life easier. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Well, I, I don't see a better way to end the episode. Do you, was there anything that you, that we missed that you wanted to cover? No, that was my last show. It was beautiful. It was <laughs> perfect. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Um, please leave comments uh, and let us know what else you'd like us to cover. And if you want more, love and support and sharing wonderful little gems of information more regularly than this weekly podcast, you can join us over at the We'll see you over there.